Welcome to AC23, the podcast and radio show for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. I'm your host, Dion Guillory. My producer is Jeremy Porcine. And if you haven't done it already, go ahead and search AC23 on Apple Podcasts, click subscribe, and you can listen to past interviews. And while you're there, don't hesitate to give us five stars. Here's a rundown of the many things happening at the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. Happening now, the debut exhibition at the Cary Siraj Community Arts Center, Members Only. Members Only is a celebration of our visual artist members and the inspiration they bring to the Arts Council's 11 parish region. The Members Only exhibition runs through October 21st in the Shell Gallery, which is on the first floor of the Cary Siraj Community Arts Center at 233 St. Ferdinand Street. Also happening now, the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge presents Artflow Junior, a juried art competition celebrating the creative voices of today's young Louisiana artists during the Ebb and Flow Festival season. This year's theme, rooted in Ebb and Flow's ties to the Mississippi River and Delta region, is Art Making Waves. Now, last week, we talked to Katie Harlan, Artflow Junior coordinator, and Sherry Yang, whose piece, Choke, is this year's high school first place winner. You can see... It and other selected works displayed throughout, displayed through September 30th, that is, at the River Center Branch Library. This is sponsored in part by New Schools for Baton Rouge and the Baton Rouge Chapter of the Links Incorporated. The Louisiana Project Grant application period is reopened. Only the regions impacted by Hurricane Ida will receive an extension, including the greater Baton Rouge area, which is Region 2. Visit artsbr.org grants for more information, including a recorded grant workshop. Potential applicants can contact Leah Russell at 225-344-8558, extension 227. That number one more time is 225-344-8558, extension 227. Or you can email her at lrussell, that's L-R-U-S-S-E-L-L, at artsbr.org. The application period closes at 11.59 p.m. on September 29th. Promote your art through Culturalist. Culturalist is a platform that promotes artists, organizations, and opportunities. It serves as an artist directory, and it's free. You can see a demonstration of how the platform works from its creator, Sam Bowler. You can find more information by going to artsbr.org slash artisttalks. We have postponed two upcoming events in light of this fourth surge of COVID-19 cases. Impact is rescheduled to January 20th, 2022, and tickets are on sale now at artsbr.org slash impact. That's artsbr.org slash M-P-A-C. The Louisiana Arts Summit will be rescheduled to spring 2022. Our first priority is always the health and safety of our community members and we look forward to holding these events in 2022. We have been talking about Ebb and Flow Festival season for the last few weeks. Now, we live in one of the premier spots when it comes to location because of the Mississippi River. Baton Rouge is a hub from which government, business, education, and culture reach out to the edges of our state. The two-day Ebb and Flow Festival is now a month-long event weaving together a celebration of the arts and community in Baton Rouge, while raising awareness of the great quality of life here. Joining me now to highlight a few more events happening during ebb and flow season are Grant Benoit, the educator and public programs manager at the LSU Museum of Art, and Jonathan Grimes, chief systems officer for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. Thanks both of you for joining me. 
Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, Grant, I want to start with you. Uh, the LSU Museum of Arts event is called The Boneyard, the Ceramic Teaching Collection. What is the inspiration for this? Yeah, so The Boneyard was a project that was proposed to us uh, through Associate Professor of Ceramics uh, Andy Shaw at LSU. And The Boneyard is something that is shared at many universities or ceramic studios or institutions, craft schools. And it's literally almost like an archive or a mini museum of past visiting artists. Mm -hmm. So you go into a ceramic studio, it's very community-based. You're learning from each other. You're making with each other. And so a lot of times there's this tradition of inviting visiting artists to come and teach their techniques, their methods to students. And they leave a piece that is completed, but they don't go through those final glaze process. So it's it's left at the bisque stage. So it's been fired once. It turns from clay to ceramic material. And it is a kind of frozen moment of that artist's uh, visit to that university or pottery studio. It kind of shows where they were at that moment, what influences they had, techniques like handles or pictures or things that made them uh, famous or interesting to studios to bring in. And so that becomes like this object that teachers and instructors use. They'll pull down pitchers or mugs or plates that have different techniques to teach to students. And so that kind of experience of teaching runs through for years to come. And so the Boneyard really focuses on that idea of teaching. It, it introduces visitors to uh, ceramic material, uh, process, technique. It talks about firing, different kind of... Uh, ways to sculpt and use clay, but it also uh, has this really exciting component, which is the studio within the gallery. And so Mm -hmm. that's where some of the programming comes into place where we have artists teaching directly in the gallery, referencing the boneyard, letting people experience clay, use clay. We have a potter's wheel and, and workstation set up. And so it's this really kind of new project for us. It combines uh, education and curatorial work and programs in a really special way. Okay. And, you know, for for anyone who's of a particular age, when you hear the boneyard, you think of the Lion King. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so kind of explain a little more what the the boneyard itself is. Yeah, the boneyard is really just that collection of objects. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, you come into our galleries and it's displayed in... A really wonderful way. There's this this great um, kind of furniture design that really highlights each, each object. But in reality, when you go into most ceramic studios, that boneyard kind of looks like that elephant graveyard and Lion King. <laughs> you know, pitchers and pots are all kind of like tumble stacked around. They're on a on a shelf usually around the the perimeter of the studio. Um, things that you know, there's. Sometimes there's birds nesting in pictures or, or you have like a, a porcelain picture that might have like thumbprints from someone that was teaching in red clay. Um, but yeah, really the boneyard is just those bisque objects. They're mm-hmm. kind of this collection of past experiences. And yeah. they've got that kind of grim name, but in reality it's, it's almost thinking, um, I, I like to think about it as, you know, People might, you know, visit a cemetery or graveyard and kind of remembrance. And, and the boneyard is in that kind of way. You're remembering that 
artist at that time or that workshop or experience, and mm-hmm. people are constantly pulling from those objects to teach and create new experiences for students or new inspirations for students. But, yeah. yeah. Something that can just keep going. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, what What are the different techniques people um, will be able to see when they do visit the museum mm. for this? Yeah. So um, the... The exhibit itself has over 200 works from visiting artists from the last 20 years. And so there's really this wide range of pottery techniques that are uh, displayed in the exhibit. We have, you know, traditional wheel thrown work. We've got work that is altered, slip cast, hand build, realistic um, kind of clay sculpture, all the way to like 3D printed clay objects. And so there's really something that... I believe a lot of viewers, even someone that is uh, maybe a potter themselves, that find something that they haven't seen before or experienced mm-hmm. before. But as far as um, learning learning new things, that's a big part of some of these like tours and programs that we're doing. It's just getting people's hands in clay, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of our visitors have have never maybe have touched clay before, like in elementary school. But um, <laughs> as as adults or um, some of our youth programs have never really gotten a chance to experience clay, but that's that's part of that creating tangible connection mm-hmm. points with the exhibit. And it's a nice way to get a refresher if you haven't touched right, it since elementary right. school. <laughs> 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 Definitely, uh, Jonathan. Let's let's talk uh, Sunday in the park. Now it, it's been a while since we've had an event like this, so remind <laughs> remind people about what Sunday in the park is. So Sunday in the Park is a um, it's a free outdoor concert which takes place in front of the water tower uh, located at the Shaw Center for the Arts at 100 Lafayette Street. This is actually our 15th year. Um, it's a really fun event for families to come out and um, just hear a, a wide array of music. And um, there will be a face painter out there. Capital City Grill will be open. Manship Theater Bar will have be serving drinks. Um, and it's just a nice, especially with the weather like it is, yes. it's going to be, it's it's just a fun family-friendly event. Mm-hmm. I think you got a lot of people when you said the face painter is going yeah. to be oh, yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the face painter, either it's it'll either be the face painter or the balloon artist. Um, they alternate every every other week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. I like that. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned, you know, the weather because this just seems like this is the perfect time for this to happen. It is fall. The weather is extremely nice right now like uh you know where'd the humidity go right you know we we, we're happy about that uh how important is it to have this series of events happen now i think it's it's very important for uh especially coming or we're still in we're still in covid but the when we did this last fall we took off the spring and we obviously took off this spring as well but last fall um in 2020 when we did this the the pure excitement on people's faces when they were able to come out uh, in an outdoor atmosphere. Uh, we still asked that they wear masks and, and distance. Uh, uh, but just the, the for them to be able to experience live music, it just does someone's, it does something for someone's soul. Mm-hmm. And that's a really gratifying experience to, to be able to uh, help in putting on this program and just to see the joy on people's faces to come get out of the house. Yeah. And, and then, you know, it's, it's another thing where it's another step closer to yeah. that normalcy because, mm-hmm. you know, we live in such a history-filled um, community where we come together 
for festivals yeah. and events like this. Absolutely. And so this is the perfect example of one. Yeah. Um, who are some of the artists that people can expect to see perform? So this season we are going to run um, eight concerts. And uh, this Sunday, September the 26th, uh, Robin Barnes and the Firebirds uh, from New Orleans. She's a wonderful kind of jazz soul uh, singer. She's Songbird. Yes, yeah. absolutely. She's going to be she's great. She's going to kick off the season. Uh, followed by that, we'll have Long Neck, Long Neck Society, Nouveau Cajun Express, Chubby Carrier, Karma and the Killjoys, Sugar Shaker, Michael Foster Project, and the Will Wesley Band. So we have a, a wide uh, wide array of different genres mm-hmm. depending on what you what you like. And you can find out all this information on our website at artsbr.org. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like I. I like to um, say that this is a, like a gumbo. Oh, yeah. You've got such a di- wide mix of, right. of artists that, like you said, you know, whatever you like, there it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you might you you might not have ever heard of any of these these artists. And if you uh, enjoyed the show the week before, come out, give it a shot and, and just um, enjoy the experience. Yeah. It's from two to five on Sundays at uh, Shaw Center Plaza for the Arts. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh Grant, I want to come back to you um, with with the Boneyard, um, which I, I just want to say I love the title because I feel like it's one of those things that like you you look at it, you read it, and it grabs your attention just because of the wording. Uh, what do you want people to uh, not only know about it, but what do you would you like for them to take away from it? Mm. Yeah, I I think um, what we always hope with with exhibits at the museum is that people take away at least something um some part of knowledge that they didn't know beforehand and i think that really kind of plays into uh especially with exhibit there's so much hands-on programming with it that helps kind of carry that message of like what clay is how people interact with it why is it important why is it important to uh both see and feel things to, you know, fully understand an object or, because when you go to a museum, you're, it's like a visual learning experience. Mm -hmm. You're kind of experiencing that object just through sight. Usually, usually don't want people like touching things in the museum, but this is a really unique opportunity to have that visual and that visual understanding and, and learning, but also to pair that with um, something physical, something Mm -hmm. that they can, uh, whether it's children or adults, know what clay feels like at that kind of moist stage where you can sculpt it and manipulate it, be able to see what happens when it's bisque, be able to see work that's been glazed and really kind of get a handle. Um, and that's like not a joke, but like get a handle on what uh, clay and pottery <laughs> is. A little delayed reaction. Right, there. right. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> right. Which is what, you know, a lot of the programs that we're doing. We have a we've been a visiting artists series, so we have artists that we're inviting from across the country. And July, we had an artist and from uh, Massachusetts that came for two days to demo, just in the same way that we do, uh, like a visiting artist uh, with the Boneyard, mm-hmm. but also local potters as well coming in and having that platform to share with what uh, what they do and share it with the community. We have a visiting artist. Uh, this Saturday from two to four at the museum, Amanda Proctor. She's um, does a lot of the markets around town. Um, does some really great work, 
and another visiting artist for First Free Sunday, uh, Joe Nivens, who's a local artist and instructor mm-hmm. here. Um, but yeah, yeah. And I like I like how you explained how you know this is slightly different um, from any kind of exhibition that you would normally see at a museum where you actually can be hands on mm-hmm. with it. So mm-hmm. there's really no excuse where you know you can you can actually say, oh, I went to the museum and touched things. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, and and it is it's you know it's a different exhibit. It's a different time for us right now. Thinking through programs with COVID, you know, schools are not uh, able to come to us right now. So mm-hmm. we're going to schools and thinking about like how we can plug in visiting artists. We had. Tina Ufford, who's a local potter, go to Scotlandville Middle Magnet and kind of do a, a mini workshop with the students. Um, I have a kind of a story program that we're doing with a community exhibit that I'm going around to schools and libraries, bringing my little like mini tabletop wheel to show, <laughs> you know, try to bring that experience of the museum uh, to kids that are maybe you know, missing out on those field trip opportunities mm-hmm. right now. And what has been the response to doing that? Because, you know, you're, you're, because of the time we're in, you, you're having to take a different approach. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. And, and, you know, some of it's, you know, navigating uh, individual schools, uh, rules like on visitors, mm-hmm. and, and also I'm you know, being mindful of our artists' like experience and, and feelings towards COVID. I mean, it's important to me um, to to try and make that work in, in ways that are safe, but also like uh, a lot of the schools that we work with don't have art programs. And so like I, for some of our schools, they've been missing out on that kind of programming for almost two years. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just trying to make, make things work. The li- local libraries have been a really great avenue to kind of reach some of those kids and uh, work through like the story programs that we have. Um, we're having more schools that are are being more receptive to like booking those programs, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I like I like it. You know, having to pivot during during this crazy time. Uh, so let everyone listening know how they can uh, take in the Boneyard. Yeah, so definitely visit uh, the LSU Museum of Arts website. Um, if you go to the calendar, there will be links for different programs. Uh, I mentioned a couple of things that are coming up. We had two really wildly successful um, Friday night programs uh, in September that were a combination of, like tour and making a session. You were able to like see the the boneyard, get inspired by it, and then make your own coffee mug. We'll be doing those on a monthly basis uh, for adults primarily. We had a, we had a couple of teens, and that's definitely cool. Um, but definitely keep a watch on our website um, and social media um, at LSU MOA on Instagram. It's a really great way to see some of those programs that I talked about in in action. So yeah, yeah. and also Christmas is coming up. So Christmas is coming up. <laughs> I know. I, I had so, I had someone actually. They're like, "Well, can I come to all of them?" And I was like, "Sure." I was like, "You'll have an entire set by the time we're finished." <laughs> see, they're thinking. They're thinking ahead. And 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 Jonathan, I know you mentioned it briefly, but how can people uh, enjoy Sunday in the Park? So uh, Sunday in the Park is located in front of the Shaw Center at the Water Tower. You can't miss it. Uh, two to five on Sundays, and. I wanted to hit on this earlier, but the people that make this event possible uh, are, are wonderful sponsors, which are the Mayor President uh, Sharon Weston Broom, the Baton Rouge Metro Council, a Central Federal Credit Union, 225 Magazine, 
Manship Theater, Shaw Center for the Arts, and the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival Foundation. So we love those sponsors. We're very uh, grateful to them. Also, check out our website, artsbr.org, and follow us on social media and all those other platforms. Yeah, definitely. So we can get people out to these great events. Uh, I'm excited that, you know, events are happening despite, you know, the (laughs) the bigger picture of things. Gentlemen, any, any last words? No, I just I want to thank you for having us on. I kind of want to echo uh, programs like this aren't uh, we need the support of of our sponsors to mm-hmm. to be able to bring this kind of educational program to the community. Yeah. So definitely thanks to Arts Council Great in Baton Rouge and School of Art and Design with the Boneyard in particular. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for having me, us on yeah. the show. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you both of you uh, being here. Grant Benoit, the Educator and Public Programs Manager at the LSU Museum of Art. And Jonathan Grimes, Chief Systems Officer for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. And before I wrap things up, um, and I'm just going to say it, it is Jonathan's birthday. So happy <laughs> yeah. birthday to you, Jonathan. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> he's, he's 25 today. Yep. So. 25 looking 50. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you, thank you both for, for joining me uh, for this to talk about these incredible programs. Yep. Thank you, Dan. Awesome. Thank you. All right. The LSU Museum of Arts, the Boneyard, the Ceramics Teaching Collection, and Sunday in the Park are both made possible by people like you. To support programs like these, make a donation at artsbr.org slash donate. And thank you for listening to AC23, the podcast and radio show for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. I'm your host, Dion Guillory. Until next time. <laughs>